views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow, everybody. What, what an incredible day. And, you know, it's really kind of cool. Uh, every year, I love uh, introducing all of you to some amazing people. And, you know, today's shows, today's lineups are part of that. Um, here's, what, here's what I want to say to everybody is that I went out and uh, myself and our team, we went out and we asked people, and I started to talk about this a little bit yesterday. Um, we asked people what's their word if they could pick three words that represent the energy or the shift that people are feeling uh what would they be and we are still getting the information in but i can give you a sneak preview about what those 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 words are you know because part of that has to do with the guests that are on the show today and i am so thrilled to introduce you to them but before i do hello mr benny hey pat Okay, how to be day yesterday? It was good, just kind of low key. Uh, like I said, I'll probably ramp it up for the weekend because you know then I won't have to report into work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very, very cool that you're doing that. Well, I got something for you today, and um, you know, a very fame, uh, very, very important guest today, Ashley Davis Bush, who is joining us here today mm-hmm. because she's got the message. Maybe you can, you know, breathe some of this in for today. Okay? All right, I'll do. All right, okay. All right you ready? So yeah. it's hope and healing for transcending loss. Mm-hmm. Daily meditations for those who are grieving. Now, here's what I want to say about this book. You know, it's not just about looking at things that happen, but how about hope in times of loss? You know, what is it that each and every one of us can hope for? And I am a little different. You know, I have heard so many people say over my, oh yeah, Benny, long lifetime, I've had so many people say, Pat, you're not supposed to expect things. And I just think that is like the craziest thing I ever heard. What do you mean we're not supposed to expect things? Now, here's what I will say. I don't get attached to outcomes. But I'm telling you, I've got some dreams. I've got some things to do. But what about the curveballs that get thrown us in life? And as a matter of fact, I'm handling a curveball right now with a colleague of mine that I've known for five years. I got a curveball at me, and I'll tell you what I'm doing with it. But I'm not going to tell you now. I'm going to talk to Ashley about it first. You know, here we are with someone that has said, look, we need to look at when we lose someone close. We need to look at what goes on. We need to find out a new rhythm, you know, to our days, new ways to connect. 
And it doesn't necessarily mean that we're losing somebody through death. We could lose things in life that have to do with friendships, that have to do with jobs. And by the way, in my case, that have to do with networks. Sometimes we have to let networks go. And why is that? We either outgrow each other or our time has come to an end. But I will tell you, I'm very fortunate that I've not had to do a lot of that because I'm so thrilled about the people in my life. But what happens? What happens when we do have a loss? How do we go about it? So today's show is to take a look at what we can do to help ourselves transcend loss. What do we need to know about this? And, you know, Ashley has been on radio, television. Um, we, actually, we actually graduate from the same school. I didn't know that, but that's kind of fun. Uh, and countless radio programs. So what is it about the message for today that will help us kick off, kick off a fabulous year? Ashley, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. It's really my, my pleasure, my joy. So can you comment on what I said, uh, and not about Benny's birthday, but uh, about, uh, I mean, you don't talk about loss, man. You know, you get a year older, you're thinking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grieve that past year, boy. That ain't coming back. <laughs> but, well, actually, I was struck by you discussing that you had a curveball come into your life recently. Yeah, and of yeah. course, loss is always, almost always a curveball. And it's really... Our mourning, our grieving is a reaction to the loss, but life is constantly throwing us curveballs. So it's not so much the fact that a curveball comes, it's what are you going to do with it? How are you going to manage it? How are you going to integrate it? How are you going to respond to it? And learning that skill is better than thinking, oh, I need to avoid curveballs or I need to avoid loss because that is an impossible task. So the, the task instead is to learn how to manage it once it happens. Yeah. So here we go. What is it about your life's journey, your saying yes to your message in the world? What is it about that that you can identify and relate lost to? Well, I think two things. And one is this element of hope that you alluded to. Mm-hmm. And this idea that any situation in your life is is basically something you can use for your own growth and for the growth of the world. And the idea that you can take any situation and grow and learn from it and, become, and come to a deeper, richer place in the world. But the other element is love. And love is one of the messages that I really am very passionate about, that the end of a, of a life and the loss of a loved one does not end love. And that love itself is a power that is so, and an energy that is, it transcends everything. So when you hook your life into love, you're able more easily to sustain all the problems, the curveballs, the losses that come. When you root yourself in hope and love. I guess that's my ultimate message, actually, yeah. Pat. Now that I say it, it's distilled down to love. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, here's what we're talking about. Can we talk about hope for a minute? Uh, I, I would like to start the conversation about hope. You know, many folks have looked at these past years and um, are really struggling with how to make sense and how to move forward. Now, what do I even mean by that? 
you know, at the top, you heard me talk about the fact that we have gone out and have asked people, you know, if you had to pick, you know, your three words to describe the shift in energy, you know, what's happening Mm -hmm. between now and the past several years, what would that be? And we're getting some very interesting comments back from people. But in the Mm -hmm. end, the one word that seems to be keep coming up is expansive, expansive energy. And I think that really points to the idea of hope, don't you think? Absolutely, which is very exciting because, you know, it's easy to get bogged down by the stress of life, but for people to be having that sense of expansiveness, that's wonderful. And you you alluded to Mm -hmm. this idea of people telling you don't have expectations, and I would agree with you that's silly. I mean, you have to raise the bar, you have to shoot high. But then this idea of relinquishing attachment to the outcome, that, that's what you have to pair it with. Otherwise, people get very, very um, clinging and very driven in a way that's not healthy. But the idea of expansiveness is really about the essence of what I call transcending loss, because what is transcendence? It's basically rising above. Like, I always think of being up in the Empire State Building. I lived in New York for a long time. When you're up high above, you get a different perspective on the city, on the world. So this idea of an expansive view, of a broadening, of a um, getting out of the single moment that you're in, which can be hard for grievers. I have to say, the other element to this which may seem less hopeful, but it's really not, is that when you're grieving or you're in a challenging situation, you have to feel your feelings. You can't just leap forward into transcendence until you've done the work. And the work itself means you have to let yourself feel, whether it's anger, sadness, sorrow, despair, and that ironically, when you get through those feelings, there's hope on the other side. But if you deny or avoid or stuff those feelings, you actually don't even get to the other side. You get stuck. Yeah. And, you know, part of the idea that you talk about here, which is so really thrilling for, for people, is you talk about, if I might, you talk about mm-hmm. the light in the darkness. Mm-hmm. You talk about the light in the darkness right up front. And, you know, I've gone through some dark times just like our listeners have and many of the people I know that you've talked with as well. But Mm -hmm. when the light comes on in contrast to the darkness, even a teeny weeny little bit of little crack of light, it Mm -hmm. does something to us, doesn't it? Yes, and that's what gives us the hope. Even a single candle, I love to light a candle in a dark room because it just... You know, it brings aliveness. It brings a light. All it takes is that single candle. And that's what's useful about, even if you're not in that expansive place, if you know it's possible and that it's coming and that you just, you know, go take your path slowly and surely and you will get there, you can see that candle. You know there's light. There is hope that you're not actually in total darkness. It may feel that way at times, but there is light and you're moving toward it. Yeah. Wow. We've got a lot to talk about. For those of you just tuning in today, you know, today's show right here, Hope in Times of Loss with author and speaker and amazing person, Ashley Davis Bush. We actually
actually are going to talk about this fabulous book. We're going to give you some information, how you can uh, follow Ashley. We're going to give you some Facebook information, some Twitter information. But here are a couple of questions for us to think about while we go to break. You know, how long, how, how often have you guys have asked yourselves, I know I have, like, OMG, how long is this grief going to last? Is it going to ever end? And then you pick up a book and somebody says, ah, it's going to last three to five years. Ah, it's going to last a lifetime. So what's the answer, Ashley? Let's talk about that when we come back, everybody. Stay tuned. Hope and healing for transcending loss. Daily meditations for those who are grieving. A couple of these we're going to talk about. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar If I was to say to you Girl, we couldn't get much higher Come on, baby, light my fire Hi, I'm Tim Darter. And I'm Steve Kramer. Join us on Spirit Fire Radio. Discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio. Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com. Song of the Heart. Walking the Path of Light from author and healer Francine Vale is available now. Through Francine's life story, we learn how imperative it is to love one another. Once this simple truth is learned, peace on earth will prevail. Song of the Heart is a life lived and a story told for this purpose. To learn more about Francine and her amazing gifts, or to order your copy of the book today, visit angelsandlightbeings.com. The life you're dreaming of is waiting for you to say yes. Together, we can create a powerful, love-centered world where business is not a competition, but a community of highly conscious individuals making a positive impact in their own lives and the lives of others. Fun, flexible, fabulous. You make the rules. We offer the tools. Connect with Shelly today to learn more at Live, Love, Earn with Shelly. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y dot com. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The 24th Annual WOW Conference United We Change the World is February 11th through the 15th. Featured guests are Dr. Christine Page on Creative Dragon Energy. Dr. Susan Shumsky will show you how to awaken your third eye. And Mira Kelly will present a two-day intensive workshop on Beyond Past Lives. Join WOW for intimate, experiential, life-changing workshops and evening presentations that will inspire you. You can choose two half-day workshops and receive one half-day workshop for free through December 31st. Join a supportive community of women on their journey to discover and develop their passions and purpose in life. Women of Wisdom is the place to be. This February 11th through the 15th, 
go to thewowconference.org. That's the W-O-W-conference.org to discover all the diverse offerings WOW has to offer you. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. A little bit more, Benny. I got it. Oh, boy. Yes, I did play that song. I had to play that song. Uh, and there's a couple reasons why. Ashley Davis Bush joining me here today, author, speaker, an amazing person. Today's book that we're talking about is Hope and Healing, and I love this, for transcending loss, daily meditations for those who are grieving. Now, here's what I'd like to say. Had Ashley been around in 1990 when Sinead O'Connor belted that song out and uh, Prince wrote it, they may have benefited from a copy of this book right here because it's got to be one of Ashley. It's got to be one of the most gut wrenching <laughs> that next to, uh, you know, un- unbreak my heart. They've got to be close to some of the toughest songs and lyrics out there to represent a collective consciousness of us, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. And- so, I mean, I wanted to, to, I wanted to, to ask Benny to play that because there's a lot we're going to talk about regarding loss. How does one handle it? What do you say? But before we do that, what's the best way for people to get a copy of the book and find out more about you? Oh, great. Yes, I would first go to my website, www.ashleydavisbush.com. Dot com. The book is certainly available on Amazon. Uh, there's a link in my website. You can go to independent bookstores, Barnes & Noble. And um, I also have a, a Facebook page called Transcending Loss, which is a community forum for grievers to interact with each other, and I post there regularly. So those would be the, the ways I would recommend. I love it. Thank you so much. You know, mm-hmm. let's kick it off and really break this down for, for all of us. The song mm-hmm. represents words like this. Here we go. It's been so lonely without you here, like a bird without a song. Nothing can stop these lonely tears from falling. Tell me, baby, where did I go wrong? In four lines of music, it really breaks apart some of the elements of loss. One is how we feel. The other is a separation, a bird without a song. The third has to do with how we express loneliness, tears. And then the fourth is really interesting, which I would love for you to talk about as well, is how we blame ourselves, right? 
Oh, yeah, that's very common um, because that it feels like blaming ourselves. We must have had some control when, of course, we didn't. But it's very scary to think about how little control we have in the world. So we'd rather blame ourselves. It feels psychologically easier. The thing about I love that song. It's beautiful. And the lyrics are so intense. The expression and the writing of that song must have helped them with their grief. Prince, you said, wrote it. So because expression is a wonderful way to move emotion. And when people are grieving, they need to they need to express it. They need to take what's inside and express it, get it out. So I recommend people to write in journals, to talk to other people, to tell stories about their loved one, to write poetry, write music, do artwork, doodle, hammer, anything to move the emotion through you because people are afraid of feeling pain. Let me tell you that, Pat. Um, Our society does whatever it can to support us in our efforts to avoid pain. And so we find ways to overeat, overshop, get addicted to uh, the Internet and all sorts of things because we don't want to feel bad. But the, uh, the irony and the counterintuitive piece is that if you allow yourself to feel, you will heal. You will move towards that hope and that light we were talking about. But you have to do that work because time alone will not heal. That's one of the big myths that we live with. It's not time alone. It's what you do with that time that's going to determine whether you heal and get to transcendence. You know, let's let's get to this question that shows up here, and I was talking with you about it during the break, right? You know, um, and and I, and I believe this is what you say. It's it's for July. It's meditation. It says often well-meaning people will ask, "Isn't it time that you move on?" And then you go on, you know, giving people some tools about what to say. Now, clearly, for me. I would not really be able to respond in the way that you, 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 you focus here. You say, tell them that you will move when you are ready. And when you do, you will always have your dear one in your heart woven into your soul and within every breath. Wow. How many people have asked you, when is it time to move on? And uh-huh. is that the same? Is that the same, Ashley, as when will, the gr- when will I stop grieving? Right. It's actually a different question. Yeah. Um, and it's so hard to answer either one because, of course, for each person that's highly individualized and embedded in that question is a sense of, I don't want to feel this way anymore. When will it stop? When will it end? And the short, there's really no perfect answer to that because the short answer is, This is a part of your life now. This is a part of you that you're going to live with and integrate. So it's like... Uh, it's like saying, um, you know, when will I stop aging? Well, you won't because every day you're aging and every day you're living with loss and with love. It's both because if you ended the grief, in some ways you would end the love. And I often will ask grievers, if I could wave a magic wand for you and um, completely eliminate all your pain, but the only trick is that you never knew your loved one. They were never in your life. You never, ever loved them. You never, ever knew them. Of course, people would say, no, I won't take that bargain. They would rather have known the loved one, and, and, and even though the price tag is the pain. The thing about pain, though, is that it shifts. 
it's always shifting and moving and shape-shifting. So, no, you won't feel this way forever. You don't really actually know how you'll feel tomorrow. All you know is how you feel right now. But there is definitely a healing journey. It's just that life is now, uh, loss is now part of your life experience. So you're learning to live with it, to manage it, to shift it, and to grow from it. That's the other piece is that there is so much growth that occurs when you start to do that work. And it often, talk about expansive, opens people up in a new way to both life, to death, to interaction with life beyond death, to having a whole different spiritual template for the world. It really can lead to fascinating places when you allow yourself to be broken open by the grief. Yeah. I want to ask you a question. What are some of the uh, most often stated misconceptions or myths about grief what have you mm-hmm. heard and there's so much in your book by the way i mean you know it's I, I could have picked so many things to chat with you about today because these are beautiful nuggets these meditations that you've put in here are beautiful nuggets and you know they also for me can be applied to many areas of loss but what have you found people most misunderstanding about hope and healing? Mm-hmm. I think, well, time heals all wounds, which I've already kind of alluded to. That is just not true because it's what you do with the time. The other big one is this idea of closure, that closure is even possible, that somehow you'll wrap this up and be done with it. You'll put it in a box and shove it in the back of the closet. Not true. Closure is not the goal. Healing and integration and growth is the goal. And the other idea is the big myth is that somehow you're going to move on in a way that forgets or in some ways even sort of erases that person. And that's just not possible, nor is it even desirable. The other myth that I try to help people branch beyond, and this, of course, depends on people's belief systems. I think it's a myth that when a person dies, they're completely gone. Uh, My experience is that that's not true. There's an energy, a spirit that, that is still around, that is still present, that people can connect with. So again, this kind of blowing open and expanding the vision of what is this world, what is beyond this world, and um, the myth that it's all over when they're gone is, is painful for people harder to see the light when you are mired in that belief right uh uh okay when we come back i would love 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 for all of us to go on this journey of what hope and healing could feel like you know what are some of the meditations what are some of the words that can help us heal that can help us move forward, and that can help us build an extraordinary life, regardless of what's going on in the outside. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We've got a copy of the book we're going to give away as well. Thanks to my very special guest today, Ashley Davis-Bush, everybody. Please know that if you have questions about loss for today, it doesn't matter what it is, give us a shout. 1-800-930-2819 
or go to the drpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com and and just type in your question and we'll make sure we get it on air to Ashley, everybody. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. A morning filled with dynamic, inspirational music, spirituality, and uplifting messages by T.J. Woodward. Come and connect with community conversations and awaken your senses. Awakened Living Sundays with T.J. Woodward. Join T.J. every Sunday in the San Francisco Bay Area Chapel at Fort Mason and live streaming online, 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific Time. To learn more and access the live stream, visit www.awakenedlivingsf.org. Has asthma or allergies got you singing the raspy blues? Allergy and Asthma Networks is the nation's premier nonprofit patient-centered network of doctors, caregivers, patients, and healthcare professionals who are dedicated to ending death and suffering due to asthma, allergies, and related conditions. Join President and CEO Tanya Winders each month on the Dr. Pat Show to learn more and visit AllergyAsthmaNetwork.org today. Breathe better together with Allergy and Asthma Network. Get into it for 2016. Do you want more prosperity, clarity, energy, and balance in your life? Join Lynn Brown now through March for one of her amazing workshops, each focusing on a key part of living your best life. For more information and to register for one of these amazing workshops, visit lynnbrownevent.com. That's lynnbrownevent.com. And get into it this 2016 with Lynn Brown. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. Maybe Ashley and I, we can sing this together, right? You know, get that loneliness cells for the day. No, stop. Don't do that. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me here today. Uh, you know, here, here it is. Let's talk about this for a minute. Somebody said to me a long time ago, right? They said, you know what? Listen, you're going to end up doing something that's based on your experience. You're only going to be able to take anybody you ever work with, to the place that you've already gone. 
So if you find that you don't have anything to talk about and you want to talk about it, expecting universe to have that thing show up in your life. And I got to tell you, everything from chronic illness to homeless to, you know, I mean, it's like, be careful what you ask for. But here we are. <laughs> the universe was listening. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, I can only imagine what you asked for, Ashley. Right? (laughs) I know. Well, I, you know, I've had a practice as a psychotherapist for 25 (laughs) years, and I have heard a lot of stuff. So, uh, but it's it's such an honor to to walk the journey with people and to see people grow and to see them get better and to see them move in places that they want to be moving. It's just amazing. I, I do this work because I love the beauty of the human spirit. And it inspires me every single day. Yeah, you and me both. I do too. Um, You know, I love what we're talking about. And I want to say we've got the best listeners on the planet. But I would really like to bring on one of those listeners. Are you ready to do this? Mm -hmm. All right, Benny, who do we have? It'll be Christine from Seattle. Welcome to the show, Christine. Hey, Christine. How the heck are you? Hey, hey. Blessings to you both. Such a fantastic show. My goodness. I love this show. Thank you so much for your work, both of you. Wow. Um, I wanted to say that this topic is so important because um, I have spent some of my life avoiding pain and avoiding the feeling of loss to the point where um, where I think I've perpetuated some loss. I've actually created some ways to, to, to experience loss. I don't think we ever lose anything or get anything, but I just love that you are talking about loss from the, from the standpoint of loving yourself enough to acknowledge where you are in it and thus being able to be available to the healing that only your soul and and your intrinsic eternal knowledge can facilitate. Um, that I I I love that you said that you know time is not what heals all things. It's what you do with the time. It is so perfect because you know there's so much of this belief out there that oh uh, you know if I buy an ad then I'm going to have business. If I if I get married I'm going to have love. If I have a child I'm going to you know, I'm going to have uh, whatever the picture is that you're going to have. And it's not what you what you go and, and, and quote, get. It's what you do with what you create. And um, I just love how you work with grief because grief is a, tr- I mean, what happens in that moment when we experience that grief is just a treasure trove later for us to, yeah. to really show ourselves how much love we are capable of and how much we can share with the world. Yeah. Wow, Christine, thank you for sharing that, because uh, you're right. (laughs) We agree. (laughs) You're preaching to the choir. Um, But you know what you said, how you had avoided loss and you had worked to avoid it, but it's never too late to grieve. So I'm glad you mentioned that, because so many people avoid it in a myriad of ways, but really grief waits for you. No matter how long ago Mm. the loss was, even if it was decades Mm. ago, it's not too late to start to do some of that work, because really it will it will pay off to do it so thank no, you for and you're right i had up. people 
I had people telling me, you know, around this one particular incident, haven't you moved past that? Haven't, aren't you done with that? You know, this has been so long. And, and the deal was, is that I I just love that you said that, you know, we want to blame ourselves because we want to we have control because I did something that was huge to heal, and I, and, it, and I actually healed so much of it. And right after I was done, I realized that the guilt was my last, last, last little scratching of trying to keep control. And uh, that's because I thought, well, you know, if I'm, if I'm responsible for how it turned out, then it could have turned out some other way, and so therefore I'm still in control. And uh-huh. and uh, and I tell you, once I let go of that, it was like now all I have are the um, the memories of the stuff that was, I mean, most of it is the, the memories of the good stuff. And I I was so unwilling to let go because I was like, if I I don't want to, I don't want to let go because if I let go, that means it's over. And it was you know, and that's just it. It's like the control was not a place for my healing. It was just a place to suffer. And now okay. I feel like there's been so much healing, and the control is no longer necessary. Oh, good for you. That's wonderful. I'm so glad to so hear thank that. Thank you for, for your, your work. It, I think a lot of people need to hear this. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and, yeah. you know, if you if you would just stay on, uh, Christine, uh, Benny, we'd like to get some information. love to send you a copy of the book. Oh, love I'd love that. And Dr. Book. Pat, once wait, again, wait you have minute, completely wowed me. Yeah, you're Christine from the radio show, right? I do. I have. I actually have Tell a radio everybody. show on Sunday. This marks the third year I've been on, and uh, and I my inspiration is Dr. Pat. She is just she's a beacon Aww. of light. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. Christine has a fabulous show. Ashley, you're going to want to be on her show. Fabulous okay. show. Fabulous show. Christine, hang on, and Benny will get some information. I, I love this, Ashley. I mean, I've been doing this 13 years in the Seattle area, okay? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. These listeners are not just from Seattle. They're from all over the world now. And mm. I learned so much from them. And as a matter of fact, Benny, let's just skip the next break if we could because, you know, there's a lot for us to talk about here. But what what we've learned here, just so you know, and what we're developing in the network has come from our listeners and the people we've worked with. But a lot of times the lessons are like Christine said, Ashley, they come from the pain. Can you talk to that point, please? Now, I know that in the book, you don't directly, or at least I didn't see it uh, in the book, in one of the meditations, but, you know, there is this idea that we exponentially learn and move forward from the degree of pain which we experience. Now, I don't know if that's true. What do you think? Well, I think you have to let yourself feel the pain in order to heal. Otherwise, you just are going to be stuck. So, yes, to the degree that you let yourself feel the pain, it moves you into the next phase. Now, part of the problem is that people are afraid they'll get stuck there. There's this idea that we're going to wallow. I hear that a lot. I don't want to wallow in it. It almost feels indulgent. They're afraid they're going to fall into a pit. Um, And what I try to help people do is to have a mindful Mm -hmm. relationship 
with their emotions because you are not your emotions. You are not your anger. You are not your pain. You are not your sorrow. It's kind of like a cloud. I try to say the emotions like a cloud, a weather pattern. It's passing through. It's moving across the screen of you, but it's not actually you. So if you can kind of witness it, and have some gentleness and tenderness toward the feeling. You start to, to move it through. There's a beginning and a middle and an end to every emotion. It rises up like a wave and it recedes, and you won't get stuck. It's very, very rare that someone gets stuck. And, um, and if you are feeling stuck, then seek some help, you know. You don't have to do it alone. That's the thing. This is such a universal process. You are not alone. On any given day, there are millions of people who know what it's like to grieve and to lose someone they love or lose a dream or a hope or a house, a job, a marriage. I mean, we have lost all around us. But to the degree that you let yourself move through that process, on the other side, there really is such profound growth and learning and change. That's the other thing. That when you ask me about myths, one of the myths is that you can go back to being your old self again. And you cannot, nor would you want to. You are always a being in motion, learning on this earth plane, and um, you're changed by loss. You're changed by every experience that you have. You're changed when you become a parent. You're changed when you get married. I mean, change is the name of the game. So, of course, you're not going to become your old self again because you cannot. You're going to become a new self. And the only way to get there is through the grieving process. Wow. Now, I save this for kind of last. Um, one of the things I read, uh, and and I read it, I'm sorry, I'm a little slow here, just so you know. But I had to read this about five times. And it, and it's and it's it really did actually, and it's in the month of September, and I don't know what it is about what you wrote in September, but I'm saying this is harsh. September uh-huh. is a tough one, boy. Um, and so here we are, and I went to this September 28th, and I'm gonna read it because I bet everybody out there is gonna be like, yeah, yeah, Pat, yeah, right on. Here we go. <laughs> I'm so curious. September 28th. Why? Why did this happen? Why is he gone? The question, why, is an expression of deep pain. The truth is that we simply cannot know why. We are too limited in our understanding. We don't know why some people live short lives and others live long ones. And even if we did know why, it wouldn't bring back our loved one. Why is an expression of pain? And then you go on to say, Understand that why doesn't really have an answer. OMG. It's like that is like a light bulb moment for me because why is a word that I don't react very well to. It, and it doesn't matter about loss. It, it, you know, it could be in a conversation and somebody will ask me, well, why? And I just want to just I want to start pulling my hair out like one strand at a time. And I don't know why. Oh, no. Now I do. <laughs> you don't know why. Well, it's, you know, <laughs> why really is an expression of pain because, um, you know, people will always say, why did this happen? Why did it happen to me? Well, we don't know why. There's a bigger picture. We can't have all the answers. But the point is, it did happen and it did happen to you. So the real question is, now what? 
because that addresses the future, and that addresses where hope is possible. Yes, it happened, and guess what? Now you've got to live your life with it. But that why question is true for anything. Why did I get sick? Why did I have an accident? Why did my loved one have an accident or get sick? It doesn't matter why, in a way, because it happened. And now what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do with it? How are you going to respond because of it? And how is it going to change you? You know, people have a lot more... Uh, we were talking about control and sort of surrendering or relinquishing control, and there is a place for that. But what people also don't realize is how much control they might have over their own experience. So I also talk to people about their intentions. What is your intention in how you grieve? What is your intention about the life you want to be moving into? How do you want to be responding to this? Even if they're not there yet, like I'd like to be more peaceful, have more equanimity, have more loving kindness towards myself, they may not be there yet, but if you don't have something of a roadmap, you don't know where you're going. So it's really more about now what and not why. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I went on to kind of read this uh, in a couple of different uh, ways. But, you know, I also went on to really understand as I read through the book, you know, these meditations are listed uh, on a day to day basis. Do you find that folks are following the read on a day-to-day basis or are they doing what I'm doing? You know, I start to read it and then I'm just so hungry for the next one that I have to jump ahead. (laughs) Are you? That's nice. Well, you know, I do get responses of both reactions. Some people just want a little bite-sized piece. They read the daily, you know, like a daily word. Um, but other people, yeah, there's, there's a lot of information that's in the book, so they want to keep reading ahead. The, one of the reasons I did it as a daily meditation, though, is that uh, 19 years ago now, actually, I wrote a book called Transcending Loss. And that's an actual chapter book, as they say. Um, you know, it's got hun- a couple hundred of pages. It's all chapters. It's talking about loss. But the thing is, for a lot of grievers, at least in the beginning stages of grief, it's hard to read. It's hard to concentrate. It's hard to digest much information. That You're scattered. You forget things. It's like having ADD. Grief, like, mimics ADD. <laughs> so less is more. And I thought, well, I'm going to offer these bite-sized short daily readings because sometimes that's all a griever can do. And so that's really why this particular format came about. But there is a lot of information in it, so you want to read ahead by all means. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I know that, boy, this hour is going really quickly. One of the things I wrote down was, and and again, I had to go back and forth a couple times, is you talk about there being a difference, actually, between a broken heart and a heart broken open. So I want to say that again. Mm -hmm. There is a difference between a broken heart and a heart broken open. And you go on Mm -hmm. to say the broken heart is jagged and leads to shutting down on life. The heartbroken open creates the possibility for light to filter in. Wow. This is worth a little bit of a chat with you. Okay. Yes. Well, you know, that's really it. People feel often brokenhearted in a way where they become bitter, they become shut down, they close to life. So one example is I had a widow I was working with. Her husband died. She became very bitter. 
Um, and we started talking about her having an animal because I have a little beagle dog, my little boy, and he's in a lot of my sessions. And she was so sweet with him, and he would sit on the couch beside her, and she would snuggle with him. And I said, you know, you really should get a dog. You're so sweet with dogs. She said, oh, no, no, I would never want a dog because cause he'll die. You know, they have shorter lifespans. She said, I can't experience loss again. And I thought... Uh oh, you know, we tried to work on that because what she was saying was she shut down. She's never going to love again. She didn't want to ever meet anyone again. She won't even love an animal again. At the end of the day, she actually ended our work together because it just wasn't where she could be to grow. She needed to be shut down for whatever reason. I hope that changed for her. But a heartbroken open means you've taken the love you've experienced in your life. Yes, you've been hurt, but you still know the value of love. You still know what it's like to give and to receive and to open your heart to life and to love. It's a much more expansive place. We were talking about expansion. And then going back to this idea of you can control more than you think, this is a choice. It's an active choice to choose life, to choose love, to keep choosing to open your heart, even though it will, it will get bruised, it will get broken, it will be hurt, because that's the price tag of living. And um, so to really be intentional with that and say, I'm still going to, you know, just seize the day and savor the joys that I can. They're not less valuable because they're limited in time. Because every, every love that you accept into your life imprints on you and changes you for the better. And so I ask people, you know, to consider why they're still here on this planet, because they're still here for a reason. So let's turn our attention to the living and not just the deceased. You kind of take them as the wind beneath your wings, but you also are still here to live and love. So that's the difference is being able to choose life again mm. versus shutting off life. Well, I mean, then this kind of leads to, you know, part of the book that's called Hope. And, you know, the title of the book is Hope and Healing. And, mm -hmm. you know, a as I think about this, you know, I'm really struck by the notion that hope and healing work together. But many people ask the question, Ashley, you know, which comes first? It's like a chicken and the egg thing, right? It is. It right? totally is. Right. They, so, they just go together. They're hand in hand. How many times have you been asked that question? Uh, you know, and, and then the ultimate question that people get asked, do you really fake it till you make it, Ashley? Or do we do mm. something different here? You know, it's complicated, but there is sometimes an element of fake it till you make it that's important. But again, I just want to emphasize you still have to go into the valley of the shadow, so to speak. You have to allow yourself to feel badly. And so hope is in small glimmers sometimes uh, before it becomes the bright sun. But you have to allow yourself to be in the darkness knowing that there's a little pinprick of light up ahead and you're moving towards it. The hope creates the healing, the healing creates the hope, so it, it does sort of build on itself. But the thing is, our spirits are resilient. We are wired to heal and be resilient. That is actually our true nature. So we're just trying to tap into that and to trust that there is a natural healing process that if you let it, it will take you. And then if, you're, if you want to invite it, 
you let it teach you because grief and loss are some of our best teachers. Absolutely. You know, this is so much of this, as we've said, is a journey, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, in the last couple of minutes we have left, I, I was really struck by what you talk about in the end. And you actually say hope for the future. Some people might say hope for a future, meaning I, I, I want to imagine that there is a future for me, that there mm-hmm. is the opportunity to heal. I would love for you to share what this message is for our listeners. And thank you so much for today. Oh, so uh, absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. But, you know, the thing is, the future is going to come, but all you have is today. So in some ways, it's another one of those chicken-egg ironies that you have to be in the moment of today, one day at a time, even to get to the future. So I also remind people, the future is there, it's coming. The, the decisions you make today are going to affect the future you have tomorrow. So it's really about allowing and trusting the process of today, immersing yourself in the journey, and trusting that it's taking you to a better place. And ultimately, I've seen that happen over and over and over again. When you are brave enough to go into the center of the fire, you come out renewed, and there really is a bright future ahead. Wow. Thank you so much for today. And please, let folks know how they can find out, number one, more about you, and then also um, how to get a copy of your book. Okay. Well, I would love for them to come check out my website, www.ashleydavisbush.com. I have a lot of free information on the website, articles I've written that have posted on Huffington Post and blogs that I write. So there's a lot of content. Um, There also are links there to purchase my book, but you can also go to Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, independent booksellers. It is available now. And uh, I would also invite people to come to my Facebook page called Transcending Lost, which is really a virtual community of grievers who are both trying to find hope and to heal. So thank you. I hope um, people come check out my work. Yeah. Absolutely. It is a must. And Christina really nailed it. You know, this is such an important topic as we move into a new year. Ashley, thank you so very much for today. You rock. Oh, well, thank you. It's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, everyone, we're going to take a short break when we come back. You know, part two of today's discussion, Dr. Dan Cohen joining us here today. We'll be right back. Try. 